Hello, I'm back again. <laughs> now we're in Proverbs 11. <laughs> so I'm just going to hit it and get running with it. So, verse 1 A false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Let me just say simply God, to, for you to cheat people, is an abomination. Like, it's not like God doesn't like, it's like an abomination. And you see that in the book of Hosea, Nahum, and all those things, when God is saying that. Um, and even in Isaiah 58, God was saying that, what kind of fast have I told you to fast? Um, do righteously, do not do not cheat your neighbor, do not have um, weights that, like, that cheat people. And like, God is big on it. He's big about cheating. I'm sure it's like, well, it's an abomination, and it's not like it's one thing, he's wondering. When you are cheating someone, what kind of mindset produces that kind of behavior? I think that is what it is. Because it's your mind. Maybe you are like trying to grab everything that you can find. In your mind, you are trying to... Or you feel like, okay, oh, this one is sure. Tomorrow is not sure. There are lots of mindsets that sponsor that kind of behavior. Well, whatever the mindset is, plus the mindset too, and the action. We have seen now, God hates cheating. So if you say you're going to do this, if you say you're going to deliver this to people and you say, okay, it's 10 bags of rice um, and it's from Jamaica, don't go and take the one that is from Kotona and say they will not know. I'm just giving an example. Or, or you know, God, see, in fact, while reading this chapter, I just had that feeling that we are going to need to pray. I would like us to pray, 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 you know, that the desperation that makes people to cheat, God should remove it from you. We're going to pray a lot with this chapter. God, remove from me every desperation that makes that makes me want to cheat, that makes me want to grab, that wants to make me um makes me want to you know pull somebody down so I can rise. Verse four says, "Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth from death." Riches do not profit. You know, it's been saying that the riches of a um, of, of um, he said in the previous chapter how the um, righteous, the rich, riches, um, I the rich beg your pardon, riches are a defense or wealth is a defense. <coughs> Sorry about that, but now he's saying that there are some days in the day of big wrath, it's not going to help you. The righteousness will deliver you. <coughs> Sorry about that. So you see, God is counting righteousness above wealth and riches. Yeah. So we are seeing God's mind as we are going through Proverbs now. So verse 11 says, By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is, it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Now, if you check some translations, it says, By the words and the mouth of the righteous, the city is exalted. But I want us to take this literally. By the, like we said in the previous verbs, uh, verse, um, I beg your pardon, I'm sorry, I was a bit distracted. The previous chapter, by the blessing, when the righteous is blessed, the city is exalted. Because the, what the righteous will be using money for, we promote life. We promote the well-being of other people. Yeah? Verse 15 says, He that is surety for a stranger shall smart for it. And he that hated surety-ship is sure. You know, we've said that in, I think, in chapter 2. That if you have made yourself shorty for somebody go back go and beg and just remove your name from that list so imagine now being a shorty for a stranger 
you are not being wise. That's what it's saying. So, you know, we are talking about all the principles that promote wealth and protect your wealth. So, you're not being wise. Especially when you, you, you cannot vouch for the character of the person. You cannot say for sure, you know. So, verse 24. There is he that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is he that withholdeth more than his meat, but it tendeth to poverty. Um, this one is like, um, I really like the way my husband explained it to me years ago. You know what? It's like saying that there's he that scattered and yet increases. And there's he that withholds more than his meat. That means you should withhold. God wants us to save. God wants us to keep. God wants us to invest. So this is like, um, you know, a wisdom key. But you should not withhold, you should not withhold more than his meat. Don't can, don't don't can all you get. You know, get all you can, can all you get. That's not the spirit. That's the spirit of greed. You should sow, you should give, and you should invest. But you should also save. Verse twenty five: The liberal soul shall be made fat. He that watereth shall be watered also it, it himself. And that's just a, it goes against the grain of society. People want to keep money for their third, fourth generation. God wants us to do that, but His own method is different. You know, He wants us to give. If your if your soul is liberal, you'll be made fat. It just goes against the grain of carnality and humanism and all that. This is the law of the kingdom. You have to water. You have to you you, you have to give. Money does not um, it doesn't have to stop with you. It should not stop with you. He that withholds corn, the people shall curse him. But blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. Now this is talking about hoarding to increase price. You know when there's a scar when there's scarcity. You know when there's um, when they had that onion thing, and then people that had onions in Lagos now hoarded their own, and they were like, oh, prime time to sell, and all that. God doesn't want. Well, it's talking here, verse twenty six. Uh, don't withhold corn, so the people don't curse you. It's not God that will curse you now, but the people, you know. And then, but blessing will be upon the person that that sell it. And now, um, verse twenty-eight: He that trusts in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. You should be rich, but you should not trust in your riches. We've established that fact too. So I think we should pray. I think we should pray that God should teach us how to give. We should also pray that God should search. You know, David says, search my heart. See if there's any evil way within me and lead me in the way everlasting. So let God remove every trust in riches. You can say, oh, I don't have, I'm not even that rich. So I don't trust in riches. Let me give you an example. I was in secondary school writing an exam and it was time for maths and it was pre-mock and it was very tough. We had all read and all that and, you know, reading. So we just went to the hall. I was quite confident and everything. I just blanked out. I couldn't, I couldn't, like you read all the questions and you cannot just relate. You're like, excuse, is this our question paper? <laughs> you know, it's for another class. I just was like blank. And then I bowed my head and prayed. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. And then I replied to the Holy Spirit in my voice. I said, Holy Spirit, you are saying I should not rely on my understanding. I don't even have understanding to rely on. Do you understand? And then the Holy Spirit quickened something in me that because you think you're going to fail because you don't know anything, that means you are relying on your understanding. 
So you might think you're not going to make it well in life or you're not going to prosper because you don't have cash in your account. You are relying on riches. You are the same as a person that has money and is thinking because I have money, I can do whatever I want, I'm fine. So you think you don't have money in your account, you think I'm done for. You are relying on riches. Riches, money is the one that is controlling your emotions, controlling your plans, controlling um, your projections for the quarter or for the year. So you see, you see how we can be trusting in riches either way. So I hope we are delivered. So I want us to pray about that, that God, I don't want to trust in riches. I want to trust in you. I don't want to trust the riches. Remember the other side of the, the other end of the spectrum. I don't want to be there where I don't have a thousand dollars. And I think because I don't have a thousand dollars, I cannot do a course I want to. Oh, I don't think um, because I don't have this amount, I cannot move, get a house. I cannot because, they are, you know, just I, don't, I limit my dreams, my expectations. I scale it down because of what I have or what I don't have. And another thing again is sometimes we, because maybe you get a certain amount of money every month. This is hard to break. If you can break this, honestly, you are broken a major like, um, like idolatry because you're getting a certain amount of money every month. You plan your life around that money. You don't have any dreams, any expectations apart uh, from that. We need to be delivered from that. So I want us to pray about verse, um, verse 28 god deliver me from trusting in riches deliver me let me let my dreams be colorful regardless of my um, financial income or not let my dreams let my expectations let the way i live let my joy be full you know um let's not be because okay i or, or tied to what i don't have like remember we have established the fact that god wants to increase us we should ask god for things we should expect big things but let us not limit our lives and say, because I only earn 80,000 naira, I'm not going to try and publish a book. You know, all those kind of things. So let's watch our hearts and, and then us, let's also not be on the other side and say, oh, I make a million every month. So, I mean, I'm fulfilling destiny. I'm good to go. Everything is all right with me. So that is a very subtle, 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 beg your pardon, <laughs> subtle thing. So we need to just divorce ourselves from the trust in riches. Yeah. So I hope we had a good one today. See you tomorrow. Bye.